Welcome to the Action Catalyst, where we share inspiration and insights to help you get moving, overcome mediocrity, and move toward achieving your goals in life. From Nashville, Tennessee, this is Dan Moore, your host, partner with Southwestern Consulting and president of Southwestern Advantage. Are you interested in advertising with the Action Catalyst? Our listeners could be hearing about your brand right here, right now. For details, shoot us an email at info at theactioncatalyst.com. Welcome back to the Action Catalyst. This is Dan Moore, and I am so excited today because we have Tom Feltenstein as our guest. Sometimes when people say marketing visionary, keynote speaker, etc., you think, oh yeah, well this guy is that and all that. The list of people with whom he has shared a platform is incredible, including Bill Clinton, both of President Bush's, and so sorry that we lost the senior this week, uh, Barbara Bush, Terry Bradshaw, Lou Holtz, Deepak Chopra, Art Linkletter, General Norman Schwarzkopf, uh, former CEO of McDonald's, Ed Renzi, the founder of Subway. It's just incredible, the who's who list. But in addition to that, Tom is the founder of Power Marketing Academy. Power Marketing is a leading consulting firm that works with businesses primarily in franchising, retailing, hospitality, service. And he learned a whole lot about that directly from Ray Kroc and working side by side with Ed Renzi at McDonald's, which really invented the entire genre. He is on the media all the time in so many places. He has shared so many great tips from the top and has some radical ideas for some people about marketing that cause them to sit up straight and think strong. He's a widely published author with 14 books to his credit so far, including a wonderful book, Change is Good, You Go First, co-authored with Mac Anderson with over 125,000 copies sold to date. So Tom, welcome to the Action Catalyst. Thank you, sir, glad to be here. Good, well we know that you kind of cut your teeth under those golden arches. Can you share with us uh, how you got started there and then some of the key lessons that you took away, either from the founder's vision or spending time with Ed Renzi and the others at that amazing corporation? Well, I actually started my career a little bit earlier with a company that is exactly like Sam's Club, where it was a membership department store chain. and you had to pay three bucks to get in. And I'm not sure how much you have to pay at Sam's Club. Well, anyway, after seven years, I rose to the head of the marketing uh, worldwide for the company. And I got recruited away, come to McDonald's, and probably was one of the few guys that uh, went into corporate that didn't start out as a crew kid. In fact, when I was there, this is really this is really cool. Sixty-six percent of the corporate executives all started out as crew kids at McDonald's. Ed Renzi was sixteen years old, went all the way up to be the C- CEO of the company. And when you can hold people together like that, you can really build a tremendous uh, infrastructure. And Mr. Kroc was a tough cookie. He uh, learned, uh, learned, learned a heck of a lot from him. Uh, if you were out traveling with him, and if, if, if you saw a piece of scotch tape on a window in a store, he would go absolutely berserk. 
he would scream and yell, pull it off. In the early days, he had sweepers that would go in the neighborhoods and pick up the Big Mac wrappers. And I mean, I don't know if you saw the movie The Founder. Yes. Uh, but that was that was him. And the one of the great experiences I had at McDonald's was opening the first Ronald McDonald House in October of 1974. And there's over 360 of them worldwide today. And I would suspect that most of your audience knows what the Ronald House is. Oh, absolutely. What a service provides to people that are the most in need. Yeah, and then so many of the families just don't have the money to bring their children every month to Children's Hospital and pay for a hotel room. And mm -hmm. so we decided mm -hmm. to charge five bucks a night. And uh, if they didn't have the five bucks, they could stay for free. And it was a harmonious place. It was loving and it was caring and it, you know, toys and Ronald and, you know, all, all, all kinds of fun stuff. And it was really, uh, but it, 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 McDonald's, it's like we were talking earlier, Ray's whole thing was about persistence. But I think any of the successful companies that you see out there today, and it was Ray's whole foundation, was setting up systems. Mm -hmm. It's like that pilot when you get on the plane, you take off. He's got a system. He knows where he's going. Look at, I mean, look at Starbucks, look at Chick-fil-A, look at, look at all these great companies out there, Walmart. They're all systemized. You know, there's no guesswork. And it's, that's really what, how business has become successful, is setting up ironclad systems and reinforcing them on, on a regular basis. Well, I'd, I'd say also it's the loyalty of the team members. As you said, over 60% of the top executives at McDonald's started as grill kids. So that takes creating a vision, passing that on, rewarding people, recognizing talent, moving them forward as long as they're part of that mission. So I got a question for you. What do sure. you think the number one responsibility is of a manager, of a CEO in running their business? Oh, I think the number one responsibility is to see to the profitable future of that business. You know what's interesting? And I've asked that a thousand times or five thousand times. And one person, the CEO of Coca-Cola, in my opinion, got it right. And when I tell mm -hmm. you, everybody agrees, it's recruiting. Business is no different than sports. The teams with the best players wins. And people have never been trained on how to recruit great talent. Mm -hmm. And that truly is the foundation for me in marketing. I can, I can line up people for blocks, but I can't get them to come back if I haven't recruited the right people. And it's the same with winning the Super Bowl or the World Series or any of the others. And that is really a takeaway for everybody. I had the uh, CEO of Dunkin' Donuts in my office last year, 
And I said to John, I asked him the same question. And he gave you kind of the same answer that you did. And I said to him, when a franchisee goes through training, how many hours or days do you spend on teaching them how to recruit? He says, Tom, zero. He says, I'm ashamed of myself. He picked the phone up, called his head of operations. And he says, in 90 days, I want five full days on how to recruit great talent. Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's really the, it's all inside the four walls of any business in America. And if it's a truck or 1-800-GOT-JUNK or, or the moving vans, those are your four walls. And that's the best media that you can buy. That's your radio, your television, your outdoor. It's everything. Very true. But people don't look at it that way. And think, think of the great companies that are out there today. Uh, take a Ritz-Carlton or a, a Chick-fil-A or a Starbucks. It, it's all about their people. And most all those companies, you will see no advertising up in the air. For those, I mean, Cheesecake Factory, they've never spent one nickel in marketing outside their four walls. And they're the highest per store volume in the United States of anybody mm -hmm. in the entire food service and hospitality industry. It's pretty phenomenal. It's all about the people. I know. All about people. People are magnetic or they're yeah. repellent. <laughs> One way or the other. Yeah, it, 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 it really is. And that's what the Change is Good book. Uh, I mean, the, the, some of the key stories in there that I've told are, are strictly along those, those lines. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really amazing. British Rail, they were having a terrible problem with sales. And they said, let's go find an ad agency to help us really build our sales. And they went out on the executive search and they found this agency. And the three executives went over, <clears throat> made an appointment, and they walked in and there's this scruffy receptionist. Says, what do you all want? Well, we're here to give you our business. We're the executives of British Rail will go into the conference room. Well, they went in and there was, it was smelly and uh, food. I mean, it was just icky. And three executives look at each other, get up, start to walk out. President of the agency walks in. He says, where are y'all going? He says, we're not doing business with you. You got to be kidding. This place stinks. The president of the agency says, we planned it this way. We wanted you to know what it was like to be a customer at British Rail. We first need to fix your people problem before we fix your advertising problem. And they got the, and they got the business. Now, is that an amazing story? It's a tremendous story. I loved reading that one in the book because it certainly highlights how people think the cure is somewhere other than where it is, and it's with yes. the people. Yes. I think it's great. Um, Tom, one of the things that our listeners are always interested in is, is how people motivate themselves through twists and turns in their, in their careers. You have built a tremendous advisory firm, a great speaking business. You've, you've appeared all over. 
what were some of the things that you have tried to use as keystones along the way to make sure that you stay centered, that you stay focused, and, and as you make decisions in your own personal career trajectory? I grew up in a little town in Missouri. It was called St. Joseph, Missouri. It was a farm town. I used to bale hay on the farm. I grew up in a very spiritual family. I got my core values from my mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Leave it to Beaver. And those early on guided principles really stuck with me, I, I believe, my whole life. And I uh, had the privilege at, at a very young age of taking a Dale Carnegie course, uh, which was 14 weeks, and just learned so much. Uh, being president of Toastmasters of the Junior Chamber of Commerce, being an Air Force veteran, Geez, all these solid values have, have always stayed with me. I, I, I think one of the really cool things today is I look at all the people that I've had the privilege of mentoring who are now CEOs, heads of marketing, have jobs all over, and I had the privilege of working with them and helping them. And I think the Ronald House made a, uh, a significant difference. I wrote a book called Uncommon Wisdom, and it's a very inspirational. Uh, it's, it's just about how to live a joyful life uh, with financial success. And... On the Larry King show, uh, he had said that it's one of the best books that he's ever read. You, you can open it up. I, I still, it's in the fourth edition. Every day I open it up and whatever page I turn to, that's the page that I need to be at at that, for, for, at, at that moment. Mm. And it's just, it's, it's really, it, it's amazing. Are, are, are you familiar with the dash? Yes, absolutely. You know, that I end every one of my speeches, I play that video. It's three minutes. And it's, it's so powerful. And Mac did a heck of a job with it, with, uh, with the lady who actually wrote, wrote the poem. Linda Ellis, yes. Yeah, they've sold over a million books. And uh, it's, look, life is, is really about kindness, compassion, love, tenderness, joyful. It's about, the, I, I just don't ever get negative. And, you know, if you fall down, it's okay. It's good. You know, and then I say to myself, well, there's no Hall of Fame for second place. So 
And then I think uh, the other day I was saying, well, you know, stopping at third base adds nothing to the score. So go for it. Mm -hmm. And why not be out there and, and sharing and helping young kids? And uh, both my children are adopted, which has been uh, one of the most extraordinary experiences and in, 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 in in my life is having a son and daughter who both uh, I got at birth and uh, pretty, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. I think that's phenomenal. Now, Tom, you mentioned a second ago that you just don't get negative. What are some of the things that you could pass on to our listeners to, to avoid that because many times when people hit obstacles or they hit unexpected setbacks, they just go into a bit of despair. Um, any teaching you have in that area would be so valuable. Well, as, as Zig Ziglar said, stop your stinking thinking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I, I run every day between five and six miles. I love being out in nature. I live a, a couple of blocks from the Atlantic Ocean down in Florida. And there's, look, it's so easy to beat ourselves up. And there, 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 there's no, there, 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 there's no win. It's, look, my greatest gift is to work on Tom. If I can love Tom, then I can love my fellow human being. It's an, look, it's an inside job. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a several places where I go to. Uh, one is called Kerpalo for yoga and health. Uh, and it's a, uh, it's, I meditate every morning. Uh, I've done yoga for many years, exercise every day, eat healthy. I've never smoked. I've never done drugs. I've never drank. But that doesn't mean that I'm just a pure guy. It just passed me by. My kids made up for it. <laughs> so, but just work on yourself. Just start the morning off for 30 to 45 minutes and, and just get quiet, breathe, and then go out and be with nature. And, and I don't know, the, those are the kinds of things that have, have worked for me and thousands of people. I mean, uh, so many people that I know that I talk that are have issues going through stuff is when I share those things I just did, I get letters, I get all types of things. I, uh, we, we need to sit down today and every day write five handwritten notes to people that just thanking them for something, acknowledging. We become so technology-oriented 
that I tell everyone you might as well love Facebook because you're never going to see anybody again anyway. But why don't we do the personal touches like we used to do? Here we have a, uh, uh, a great president who just passed away, who I happen to know, happen to work for. And President Bush, his, his way of touching people and his integrity and kindness, and it was, it was just miraculous. And uh, that's, that's how I have gone about it my whole life. And that's what's made a difference for me. Well, I can tell. And also the act of writing to someone else gets our mind off ourselves and gets our mind on that other person, which is also a part of self-healing, being aware that's, of others. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's very, very true. I did a, a speech down here at the Chamber of Commerce the other day, and I was talking about being remarkable. And I'd mentioned one of the things about handwritten notes, and I gave him, I showed him a copy of mine. And within 72 hours, I had 14 handwritten notes. That's fantastic. I know, I, I've saved them. Because I, uh, can you, I mean, if you're just thinking, gosh, when's the last time that you got a handwritten note from somebody, you know? when you really think about it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's that ability to care about others enough to put the time in to write that note. It's fantastic. But love yourself first. Work on who. If I can work on Tom and be the best Tom I can be, that's my gift that I give away to mankind and to humanity. But I'm, if I'm not at peace with who I am, then... I, I shouldn't be involved in anything. I should just go be a hermit. Well, it's really true, because when the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself, that's exactly the problem. Most people do. <laughs> so we need to love ourselves. We need to love ourselves first. And I think that's awesome. Well, that's, that's the beginning, yeah. It is. Um, as we kind of have to wrap down here, what would you share for listeners that are dealing with what they think is an insurmountable problem in the growth of their business or even in their personal life, what, what sort of steps would you advise that they go through? You gave great advice on preventing those feelings through exercise, being outdoors, meditation, prayer, private time. Uh, somebody that's just hit some brick walls, what, how would you advise them right now? If they're not doing what I had just suggested, mm -hmm. start doing that. Start doing that. I don't know anything else better. There, there's no magical lever that you can just pull and all of a sudden, bingo. Those who are struggling out there now, either business-wise or on a personal level, surround yourself with people who are high-spirited, who are always working on themselves mm. to be better in a, in a very loving and kind way. And go out and take some long walks and, and meditate. Go do some yoga. And uh, that's how I've seen 
things turn for so many people. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to wait till you get down, you know, sure. do it before. But if you're, if you are down, there, any, any good time is a time to begin. You don't have to wait. No, that's true. That's true. And yeah, it's, it, it's tough, you know, and society today and what the world is, what we're going through now is something that those of us have never experienced before. And uh, we can be mean spirited about it. And I really believe that one of the key words, which is the hardest word for all of us, is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Who are those two people out there that today that we need to forgive and make that phone call and say, I'm sorry, I love you, and you mean a lot to me. Tom, I can't imagine a better way to, uh, to close out our time together. For all of our listeners to remember that, that working on ourselves, surrounding ourselves with people that are working on ourselves, being outward directed rather than inward directed, those are the ways to move forward in life. That is uncommon wisdom, and I appreciate so much you sharing that. It's brilliant. Thank you. Everyone, thank you so much. And, and Tom, you've inspired us, and so we'll move forward. Thank you again for being our guest on The Action Catalyst. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Tom Feltenstein must have more stories than Grimm, Brothers, Mother Goose, and all the rest put together with one major difference. His multitude of stories are all true, they're all real, and they're all motivational. What a fun person to talk to. You can tell that he's got an amazing wit and sense of humor that only comes from a lot of life experience. He talked a lot about how his upbringing shaped his values and the experiences that he had and the people he spent time with. Clearly, to spend time with somebody like Ray Kroc, to spend time with uh, the Air Force mentors that he had, the parental values that he was raised with, the exposure that he had to these values shaped him and formed him at a very, very early age. Sometimes he is known as Tom the Lionhearted because he loves to poke fun at business myths that everybody accepts as truths and try to help people see that there's uncommon wisdom that's necessary to really be communicative. Uh, I was struck by several things that he said. First of all, when he said that life is about joyfulness and not letting ourselves get into the negatives. It is so easy to get into the negatives. And as Zig Ziglar said, stop the thinking, the stinking thinking. Stop the stinking thinking. Not an easy thing to do. So when I asked Tom, what can you do with that? I walk away with five specific things that if we look at what other people have shared about how to avoid those negatives are also so important. He said, first of all, spend some time outdoors. Uh, my own personal physician said that somewhere around 70% of people in modern times are actually vitamin D deficient. And it comes from not spending enough time in the sunlight. And we tend to be an indoor society. We can always bundle up. We can spend a little bit of time with some fresh air and some sunshine on our faces, no matter what the weather is. Every time zone in the world has at least a few minutes of sunlight. So he is committed to spending some time outdoors. Second, daily exercise, something to help us stay in tune with our bodies and help our bodies stay in tune with us to be physically strong. Our bodies are the way that we're able to achieve so many things. And if we don't take care of them, we don't exercise, then we're going to have some severe troubles. Number three, 
spending time in meditation, prayer, whatever you want to call it. He's a believer in yoga. And the real function of yoga is to teach people how to breathe properly and how to understand their breathing and know where they are. And when people can do that, then they learn to calm themselves and work better toward the problems that they're trying to solve. Number four, healthy habits, eating, drinking, making sure that these things help to extend our lives and not shorten our lives. And there's decisions that we can definitely make. And then number five is sending notes, handwritten notes. Uh, he challenged all of us to, to write five handwritten notes a day. Well, what if we just did that this week or we did that just this month? And I'd like to challenge us as a group to think about the last time we got a handwritten note and what have we done with it? Uh, I've been blessed to receive a few over the past few weeks and uh, they're all still in my office. Um, emails, real easy to delete, but those handwritten notes are important. And what really counts is that it gets us out of our own bad feeling and into the lives of somebody else inevitably makes us feel better. So it was fantastic to get these very specific steps. He said that when we beat ourselves up, it's kind of common and people do that. But the greatest gift that we all need to realize that we have is the gift of being able to work on ourselves and become a better person. He spoke a lot about how that translates into business in terms of the most successful businesses are masters at recruiting the right kind of talent that move their business mission forward. Well, we all know that recruiting is one thing. Personal magnetism is a really key part of that. And personal magnetism comes when we feel right about ourselves. We feel right about what we're doing. We feel right about our role in the world. And those are some great things that I learned from Tom that can help us to do that. So in order to become really a practitioner of this uncommon wisdom, it's not having to have a PhD degree. You know, Tom very humbly said he didn't even graduate from college. And yet because of the great things that he has contributed to other people, he's been honored with an honorary doctorate of law degrees. He's a visionary award winner. And you can tell it's because he thinks really big about broad issues. So I'm highly motivated and inspired by everything that we heard from Tom. Uh, I plan to read more deeply in his books. They're going to be humorous. They're going to be pithy. They're going to be brief. They're going to be life-changing. And I know they're going to show us a lot of uncommon wisdom. So what a joy to be with Tom Feltenstein. And we wish him the very, very best. And for all of us, have an awesome week. Thanks for joining on the Action Catalyst.